Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is banks will close and America has now fallen. First article says Bank of America still forecasting a 2023 recession. What? When have we ever heard of a bank openly saying there's going to be a recession and there's more? So it says, still forecasting a 2023 recession, Fed action not enough, exec warns. Now, what's the Fed action? We're talking about them raising the interest rates. <laughs> so raising the interest rates doesn't help the economy. It helps the bankers. What's been announced so far to us is not going to be enough, he continued, which is why we do, not th- we do think you'll see additional labor weakness as we go through the year 2023. Bankers' comments come as Powell prepares to speak Tuesday after the central bank raised interest rates by a quarter of a point. And companies like Disney, Uber, Lyft, Royal Caribbean, Spirit Airlines, and others prepare to release 2022 Q4 earnings. Wall Street economist says recession in 2023 will look like biggest crisis of the 1970s. A number of Wall Street banks are forecasting a downturn this year, including Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, and Deutsche Bank, although they remain uncertain about its severity. I could spend at least the next 30, probably 45 minutes, and it might stretch into an hour, reading the prophecies that all say that the dollar is about to fall. Falls from 100% down to down 30%, down to 66 uh, excuse me, then down 30%, then to 50%, then to 66%, and finally it's worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. Now, what do I suggest you do about that? I suggest that you put any excess money that you possibly have any place, get it out of paper. As you recall, Lindsey Williams said, if it's in paper, that includes a 501c, excuse me, a 401k, that includes any kind of paper, and that includes a stock market, If it's in paper, he said, then it's worth the paper it's written on. He said, God's money is in gold and silver and the elite still deal in just gold and silver. They have all of their money in gold and silver. So there you go. And for that, I'll send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com. You don't have to do anything today. You can call them, just talk to them, open an account, start talking, and see if you can get some good advice. Good Christians love Prophecy Club, and they'll love you. Why bank bail-ins will be new bail-outs. Now, this gets really complicated, but I thought this article did the best from these two or three, art- or two or three uh, paragraphs here, did the best I've seen explaining what it's talking about. So it says, this is part of the article, Bank bail-in versus bank bail-out. He says, bail-ins and bail-outs are designed to prevent the complete collapse of a failing bank, or I'm going to say a failing banking system, which is what we have, okay? With bail-outs, the government injects capital into the banks, enabling them to continue their operations. Since the government doesn't have its own money, It must use taxpayer funds, as in my money and your money. But bail-ins use money from their unsecured creditors, including depositors, that's you and I, 
and bondholders to restructure their capital to stay afloat. Put simply, they can convert their debt into equity to increase their capital requirements. Here's the way it sounds, okay? All of a sudden, what if you had, say, $1,000 in the bank and it drops 30%, now you have 700, well, if you drop 25%, uh, or if it dropped 30%, you would have then $700 in the bank. Or your dollars just buy 30% less. That's the way it works. And then they're basically putting your money in their pockets to pay for, I would call them mistakes, but they're really not mistakes. They're part of destroying America so that they can bring in their new world order and put their man, the beast, on the throne. Now let's go to the next topic. Jesus divorced America and has renamed it Babylon. I don't want to believe this. I understand you probably don't want to believe this, but it's like this rang out in my spirit and the anointing touched me as I was going through this. I believe it's of God and it lines up with everything I know that's written in the Bible. Uh, First of all, let me explain to you why America has, I believe, has divorced, excuse me, why God has, I kept getting tangled up today, why God has divorced America and now calls it Babylon. The article starts, Prostitute solicit sex next to Catholic elementary school in Oakland after Newsom signs a law ending loitering arrests for prostitution. Now, I wanted to get the video. I wanted to play about three and a half minutes of it. And what it shows you is women with, okay, how can I describe this? With the dress just barely covering the subject. I mean, they were really high. I mean, they could not bend over and pick up a pencil or you would see everything that they have. And that's both top and bottom. In other words, it's it may be legally covering it as long as they're walking straight on their high heel shoes, but they couldn't begin to even bend over. They bend over to just say something to someone in a car and it's showing it's raining down south. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. The article goes on to say prostitutes are now soliciting John's next to St. Anthony's K-8 Catholic grade school in Oakland, that would be California, all hours of the day after Governor Newsom signed a law ending loitering arrests for prostitution. Now, what are they doing? Yes, they are purposely destroying America, and it gets worse. From End of the American Dream says, this is Americans' culture now, and we're going to spend some time on this. If people that lived 50 or 60 years ago could see us today, what would they think of our culture? What would they think of America more specifically? I believe that the performance of Unholy at the Grammy Awards on Sunday night will go down in history as a pivotal cultural moment. I'm going to say it's going down to proof that America is now the Babylon or Mystery Babylon in Revelation 18. Yes, the horror movie-inspired performance that Sam Smith and Kim Petraeus came up with was designed to get as much attention as possible. Their performance was unspeakably evil. Millions of their fans absolutely adored it. We have reached the point where our culture openly celebrates wickedness, and that is a very dangerous place to be. Yes, it is. And I'm going to show you some scriptures on it. Sam Smith and Kim Petraeus knew exactly what they were doing, and the mainstream media is altered 
uh, in advance that there will be calls to CBS from outraged Christians. Uh, there might not be too many. And they aren't going to be too outraged because there's not enough Christians to mount to a hill of beans in America anymore. At least not the ones that will stand up for the name of Jesus. But my sources say the production of this number is, quote, is going to make a lot of people very unset, upset, and I guarantee there will be calls to CBS from outraged Christians. I'm not convinced that there's going to be any. If there are, it's not very many. Apparently, Smith, who is six foot five, and a big person, will be playing Satan. There will be a lot of devil-type stuff, devil worship and power techniques like you've never seen. My source adds, it's over-the-top and really crazy. They understood very well that people like us would be deeply offended by the performance, but they went ahead and did it anyway. In other words, worshiping the devil openly is okay in America, and there's not enough complainers to stop them. Of course, there are many other groups that never can be offended on national television under any circumstances, but offending Christians is perfectly okay in this day and age. And CBS knew precisely what was coming. In a tweet that was now apparently been deleted, the official CBS Twitter account boldly declared that, quote, we're ready to worship. <laughs> They're ready to worship when it's worshiping the devil, but not Jesus. So when the judgment comes, we can't blame Jesus. Quite appropriately, Madonna made it abundantly clear that she also knew exactly what was about to happen. Madonna made an appearance asking the crowd, are you ready for a little controversy? Here's what I've learned after four decades of music. If they call you shocking, scandalous, troublesome, problematic, provocative, or dangerous, you are definitely onto something. No, 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 what she's saying, you're definitely worshiping the devil, which is what she prefers to do. I'm here to give thanks to all the rebels out there. They are calling for the rebels. Remember, Dimitri was told the fall of America would start with an internal revolution in America, started by the communists. Now, here's the point I want to make. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. When the good guys, I believe this is what will happen, rise up and kick the bad guys out, then all of the rebels, all of the devils are going to come out of their hiding places and start burning and looting and shutting down electrical places, blowing up dams and doing what they can. Again, the elite said to Benjamin Fulford, we've ruled this planet for thousands of years and we'll destroy it rather than give it up. And they are serious. I'm here to give thanks to all the rebels out there forging a new path and taking the heat for it all. All you troublemakers out there need to know that your fearlessness does not go unnoticed. You are seen, you are heard, and most of all, you are appreciated. <laughs> They're asking for the destruction of our nation. She concluded, So now speaking of controversy, it gives me great pleasure to introduce two incredibly talented artists who have risen above the noise, the doubt, the critics into something beautifully unholy. Here are two Grammy Award winners, Sam Smith and Kim Petraeus, as the show started. Following Madonna's introduction, Sam Smith and Kim Petraeus unleashed what was perhaps the most demonic performance that we have ever seen on national television. Why? Because our nation has become a habitation of devils, 
the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Let's go on. The following is how the official website of the Grammy Awards described their performance. Surrounded by long-haired acolytes in identical red sheaths, Smith kicked off the performance in an outfit of latex. And a devil-horned top pass, this is how CBS described it. Before Petraeus made her grand entrance in a giant cage guarded by a trio of she-devils. Mummy don't know daddy's getting hot at the body shop, doing something unholy were some of the words. The duo belted in hellish harmony as a wall of fire erupted on stage behind Petraeus' personal prison. Can you imagine what the rest of the world must be thinking about America seeing this? This is what high-level entertainment looks like in 2023 in America. It is absolutely disgusting, the article said. They all think that it is really funny to mock Christians. They're mocking Jesus. And they know that only a very few percentage of the small population is going to get upset about it. They could literally air a tribute to Satan during our most important music awards ceremony while millions of people are watching and most people simply do not care. Let me make a prediction. What goes on in the Super Bowl coming up here in a few days is going to be something very similar. Matter of fact, it wouldn't surprise me if they had the same performance. Why? Because the NFL is all part of Moloch and they're worshiping their God. And immediately following the performance, a message popped up on the screen informing us that this is all being sponsored by our friends at Pfizer. You know, the ones that came up with the great vaccine so you won't get sick. We have reached a point where literally anything goes, and nobody seems to care that the fabric of our society is coming apart at the seams right in front of our eyes. I'll tell you who cares about it, Jesus, and he is very offended that our nation has turned our back on him. We have openly embraced evil, and evil has openly embraced us. Now, you may be saying, what well, does this relate? Yes, it does. Tensions rise as Iran threatens Israel, reveals a new underground airbase. Now, I'm not going to read the whole article, but when you, the nation turns away from Jesus, all kinds of bad things start turning our way when Jesus is not protecting us. Now, let me get to the point. I read this a couple of weeks ago, but I will read it again because I, I like it. I think it is of God, and I think it is what God is really saying to this nation, and I have thought this for several years now. One fourteen twenty three, Vicki Parnell. I almost never accept prophetic words, and I'm saying this from a still small voice, but this case I do. Because, one, it is Vicki Goforth Parnell, and I believe she did hear an audible voice. And she gives 28 scripture references. I read through them, and nobody of their own Bible study knowledge could put together this many verses backing up what she said. Here's what she said. She says, I woke up hearing, by the way, an audible voice that said, Innocence lost. Before you were born, I knew you were called to be mine, O America. When your hearts united in your quest for freedom to worship me, your holy God, I knew you were on your way to become a great nation to become. Your heart sought after me hungrily, eagerly, passionately, as you began your ascent into a great nation. A land of freedom, a land of liberty, a land of promise, a land of hope. 
a young nation. The eagle had been born in adversity and now was learning to fly with me, their holy God. My spirit as their teacher, a great hope to others you had become as the world looked on marveling and wondering at your progress and your loyalty and your love for me, the God of heavens. You were the nation that professed my son Jesus to all, acknowledging him as a nation of people who called him Savior, but just then, just like any child who is growing up, sin entered the heart. The moment one transgresses my holy will be will leaving a, will leave a stain upon you. I cried out to you, many of you, many of your once great nation came running back, while others did not, and out of those who chose to remain in their sin, rebellion arose. See, this is the story of America. This, from God's point of view. I have been wanting, I've been praying for something like this, that God would speak to this nation like he did Israel. And here it is. Problem is most people don't like it. While others did not, and out of those who chose to remain in their sin, rebellion arose instead of fixing their eyes on me, their holy God, or upon my blessed son whose blood would have redeemed them once again. You cast your eyes upon yourselves and pride took root inside your nation, America. Evil pride. And as you begin to spread your wings to fly, even still with my guiding hand, as I cried out to you to repent, knowing the end results of your erring ways, if you didn't, you became further lifted up in your pride and began taking lovers, other gods to your souls. Your innocence was now truly lost. Your whoredoms began to multiply against me, O America. You were my other chosen people. In other words, Israel was the first chosen people. A nation on a hill, a light for all to lead to my son, to me. So all could escape the bondages of sin and eternity in everlasting pain and torment. Look at you now. Look at you now. My wife, no more. A divorcement. A bill of divorcement has been given to you from my hands to yours, and now... You have been stripped bare and turned out into the streets to face the hands of your lovers. O oh, faithless America. I believe this is true. I believe this is God. They shall rend and tear you down into pieces. Your lovers were never your friends, but your enemy is sent by Satan to bring down your fall. Your eagle wings are unstable, crippled by the weight of your many sins against not only me, your holy God, but against your own selves and my creation. I have tried to bring you back into safety of my loving arms by letting my hand of correction, of judgment, to fall hard upon you, as erring children you had become. Yet you lifted up your first fist toward my heaven, where I sit and reign and cursed me to my face for all that had happened. And I believe that's true. Even though I have warned you through my word by servants and prophets, and even your history, what happens when a nation who knew me forgets me and my holy ways? Innocence lost. Innocence lost as pride turned to moral decay. And your, this is the story of America. And your lewdness shocked the whole world. You have flown to the heights of dominant power because of me. But no more. Upon my given divorcement, no longer in the courts of heaven, are you known as America, my nation. 
but you are officially now called Babylon of Old or Babylon the New. Now it's time for you to fall, Babylon. No longer America, my America the beautiful, shall you be called by me or by my son Jesus. Hear this now, O people of Babylon. What is to come next for you on the worldwide sin of your sin-stained earth an obituary, I see, of innocence lost and death of a nation? And it reads like this. This is our obituary, God speaking to our nation. On the chosen appointed hour, Babylon, once known as America, the home of the brave and of the free was violently attacked from the land, the sea, and from above, including the ocean's deep. This is what God is saying is America now. I'm going to read it again. On the chosen appointed hour of Babylon, once known as America, the home of the brave and the free, was violently attacked from the land, the sea, and from above, including the ocean's deep. Her wounds were grievous and deep given to her by hands she once called friends. Before one full hour had expired, well, that's, uh, and, and she be, shall be destroyed in one hour. Such great riches shall come to naught. Straight out of Revelation 4.18. Before one full hour had expired, she laid an enormous heap, never to rise to power anymore, which is straight out of Revelation 18 again. Her death came swift. Her death was precise. Her death was found written in the Holy Scriptures of Truth. And I'll tell you again, that would be Revelation 18, Jeremiah 50, 51, Isaiah 13, 21, and 47. Six chapters in the Bible, in my opinion. Survivors include the backslidden and unrepented and those still loyal to Jehovah God, ruler of all heaven, and his son, Jesus Christ. This obituary has been predated as in a mere moment of time. Your demise is imminent, O whore of Babylon. You traded my love for the love of false friendship, idol gods, and for freedom to destroy your minds, hearts, and bodies through sexual immoralities. Your innocence has been lost, never to be regained again. This is but a few days hence until your world receives the official announcement of your obituary, O Babylon. To my children still found living inside her, I say, come out of her, straight out of Revelation 18. Come out of her. Do not let down your holy guard and begin partaking her evil fruit and acquiring her evil ways. Separate yourselves even more by digging deeper into my holy word. Seek my face. Spend time with me. And, O my children, I shall spend loving time with you, meaning you can still connect to God. When those of mine cry out to me, I bend my ear down. So he's saying, I'll still walk with you if you turn to me. I'll still hear your prayers. I'll still protect. I'll still provide to those people that have turned to me with their whole heart. I come down to see what my children need or want, even though you may not physically see me. I walk among you in the form of my beloved son, Jesus, for we are indeed the same, yet also separate at the same time, yet also separate at the same time. My eyes never stop moving over your world. My children, my children, 
Many are not prepared, yet even now for the shaking that's coming, a shaking, then dividing, nor for the graves of those departed bursting open, as out of the graves that come for my return of my son, is soon to your world, yet many still do not believe it is as close as it really is. So, I shall send the darkness of three days upon your world before I strike your death blow, O Babylon, which allows your enemies to destroy thee, who once believed in me and in, your, in my son. Darkness comes out of judgment for your world's sin not yet repented of. But judgment of any kind is given out of love, because within each judgment that falls, there is still mercy and grace found within. For the soul that will repent and come to me through my son Jesus' gift of salvation, my gift of salvation to your world, my children, my children who love me, I'm bringing many of you home. Meaning, Coverstone said the same thing. There's a lot of Americans about to die. And, sad to say, that's actually a good thing. I'm bringing many of you home, but not all should return in the glorious return of my son to claim his bride. Many I'm bringing home by way of death, for not all are meant to endure what has fallen upon the earth. Tribulation days are upon you, and its countdown has begun. O people of the earth, Never presume to know my holy scriptures better than me. All things occur in my holy way and not yours. You're in the days of tribulation that I warned you about. It has begun already. Babylon, meaning America, Babylon must fall. War must break out across your world so that nations once strong can be weakened, allowing the man of sin or antichrist to now be able to have the dominant power and control your world. His forces are already upon your world, in your world, but many refuse to see it. Innocence lost. Innocence lost. No longer, Babylon, do you possess as a whole people that childlike innocence, that childlike faith to believe in me, your holy God. And now as a nation, you die. Run into me, my people, run into me, and I shall be your shield. For those who must endure further things, and I will be your arms of love, carrying those to heaven whose time on earth has expired. I'll leave you these words, O people, once mine, and those still of faithful hearts. America is no more. America no more. You shall be called but Babylon. A shaking, a quaking, torn asunder, dead rising, Nephilim arriving, that's the giants arriving, demons releasing, people repenting, my sons returning, hell unleashed, war, 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 where has hope gone? For those who seek me through my son's name, I shall speak of such things in each their own way. I will bring peace to your hearts when you trust me fully. Those who do not seek me, nor trust me fully, but still love me, love my son, I say this, your road shall be much harder than it had to be and will only become possible when you do learn to trust in me, 
fully, for I am your only hope. My son Jesus is your only hope. If you were found left behind but love me, then to survive until your appointed time on earth has expired, and not to renounce me, you must learn to trust in me and my son fully in the power, all power, I have placed in his name. But remember this to the time that the power is given to the man of sin to persecute and to even murder my children. I love you, my children. Stand fast in my son's name and our holy ways, for my judgment has hit your earth. Shelter in me, children. Shelter in me. I think that's of God. I've been praying that God would speak to America exactly like that for many years. I have desired to know what God would say to this nation, speaking directly to this nation, and there it is. I suggest you watch it again. I suggest you ask Jesus to forgive your sins, make him your Lord and Savior. I suggest you start asking God what you need to do to be prepared. If you're not prepared, it's just going to put you into the hands of the Antichrist faster and easier. Let's talk about Joseph Kitchen. I actually cooked this loaf of bread you're seeing here. It takes me about 10 minutes to put the ingredients together, put it into a bread machine, push a button, two hours to 20 minutes later, I get a loaf of bread out like that. Now, if you cut that loaf of bread that weighs about three pounds, the loaves you get in the store have most of the good stuff removed. The loaves you get in the store are about a pound. That's three pounds because it's got the good stuff still in it. Cut that into 14 slices and if I eat a slice in the morning and the afternoon, I'm satisfied. So on that basis, one loaf can sustain, I didn't say it's everything we want, can sustain a person, one person for a week. Based upon that, it'll get you excellent nutrition. It tastes good, long storage life, 10 minutes to combine the ingredients, 2 hours, 20 minutes to make it. Other wheat that you order arrives in paper bags, which means bugs, rice, humidity can get a hold of it and ruin it. But at Joseph Kitchen, they send it out in 100 mil thick buckets. Gives you long shelf life. It's stackable. The nitrogen infuses that hopefully gives it a lot much longer shelf life, kills bugs and things like that. Easily resealable. Keep in a comet controlled area. And they have it in stock. This is a picture, an actual picture of part of the warehouse. Here's another picture of the, these. Actually, each one of those boxes holds 2,500 pounds of wheat, and I think they've got 54 of those boxes, a bunch of them. So Joseph's Kitchen can ship it to you right now. You go to most of these places, they say out of stock. So here's what you want to do. Everybody needs to get a machine package. These are the things that you need to grind the wheat berries, put them into a grinder. 30 seconds later, you have flour. You put that into the bread machine along with six other ingredients, push about two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Then you have to decide how much food you want. You want food two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. And if you want to make certain you have it when the electricity goes down, you can also get yourself a solar generator all at josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com. So, Terry Saka of cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Why should someone call you today? 
Well, the dollar used to be the world dominant reserve currency known as unipolar. It no longer is. It is now a multipolar world where Russia and China and others known as the BRICS are forming commodity-backed currencies to challenge the dollar. The dollar's day is coming. The dollar is going to crash. When it does, only gold and silver during that period will transfer wealth, not away from you, but to you. And being prepared is vital at this moment. Terry Saka, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Give him a call, go online today.